AM. That's an incredible thing. 101.1 FM, The Way. Current events. Personal values. Political and social issues. Technology. Wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. If at first you don't succeed, fail, fail again. After those back-to-back stories, we'll see the Pope has Russia's back, dumping the dollar is back in the news, and everything tells us we're never going back to normal. Those are just some of the stories we'll discuss as we explore the signs of the times, our weekly look at Bible prophecies in the world's news for Friday, September 1st. 2023. Our sponsor, Bob Johnson Insurance, a full-service independent agency featuring Erie Insurance products, has your back to make sure you're fully insured. For a personalized, no-obligation quote, you can contact them by phone at 865-922-3111 or online at bobjohnsonins.com. Listen, watch, or do both with any of our previous shows. Share previous episodes with your friends, tells them you have their back. And as always, you can ask Pastor Mark a prophecy question by hitting us up at thewaymedia.net, then click Signs of the Times, or you can do the same on the Way Media app. And now, here's a guy who played Get Back on his high school football team, Pastor Mark. (laughs) who returned his pet lizard to the store because it wouldn't stop telling dad jokes. The clerk told him it wasn't a lizard. It was a stand-up chameleon. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's all right. That's okay. Me, me and the sound effects. You know, I think your get-back joke may have been funnier than the, funnier than the chameleon for pe- if people knew what that was. Well, why don't you explain to the people I, the, I played the several, position of get-back? Yeah, I, I did play some sports in high school. I was get-back for a while. As I got up to see if, ask the coach if I could go in, he'd say, get back over there and sit down. <laughs> and also, though, I played in, in, in baseball. I played left out. And... Um, <laughs> So I had a couple of, you know, okay. positions there that I played. Okay. That's good. That's good. Well, at least at least you weren't afraid to try things. That's right. That's right. It was it was, you know, you, you weren't afraid to participate. That's right. Even though there there was no participation trophy. <laughs> Yeah, that would have helped. That would have helped. At helped. least that would have really. Yeah, that See, that you just grew up in the wrong I era. I did. I did. I should have got a consolation prize regardless. That's right. All right. But <laughs> anyway, we can do the Bible and the Word of God and Signs of the Times. We can do that. We can do that. That's right. Um, anything special you want to talk about before we start? You know, it's funny you said that because okay. actually, I well, you know, really, yeah, actually, I, you know, it, and I wasn't going to give a special segment. I think my camera just dropped. It did. My camera dropped. So if you guys are seeing some weird things, I'm going to set my camera back up. You'll see the cameraman come in. He'll be doing that thing. You know when you're on stage and the musicians and they bend down and they run real fast yes. over to get the guitar string? Yes. So here comes my roadie. And, he, my, and, and he's wearing dark colors no, no, like my, most roadies. Yeah, my roadie. Come on in. The roadie can come in. I've already told the world about you. Come on in, roadie, and set it. I, I pushed it back up. Oh, yeah. But yeah, but I'm not sure if it's right or not. So we'll, we'll have to try it and then 
Maybe go, he'll be back in. But while the roadie is getting this set. This is live streaming. Yes, this is live streaming. But anyway, no, the things, Greg, that were on my heart as people look at my lower neck um, is, is you know, <laughs> the issues that are going on today. I'm seeing the two major issues I covered with the body here recently. Um, and that is uh, global, you know, climate change. And um, and this whole the 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 you know COVID and the shots and, and plagues or whatever, and and a lot of people have a lot of opinions about these, and we could go on forever as Christians with our opinions on these. Um, I, I think you could have a, a very uh, healthy, vigorous scientific uh, uh, debunking um, of both uh, of a lot of issues pertaining to both. I'll put it that way. Uh, but without doing that, really, I think what we as Christians need to do. More importantly than anything, and this was on my heart this past week, it's not so much about whether or not we can win an argument about climate change or, or, or the way that the whole COVID thing was handled or all the issues that come up with that. I think really what we have to look at is is try to get across to people. Because here's what I found, Greg. People that make up their mind, I don't care what facts you show them, they'll never change. It doesn't matter. Uh, Voltaire, who was a famous um, uh, atheist, said this. He said, if you were to take... Noah's Ark, if you found it and you put it in my hometown on my main street, I would still deny that it ever existed. He just said that. I don't care what you show me. I've made up my mind. I will not do it. I think about those when they saw Lazarus raised from the dead. But we don't care. We hate Jesus. We got to stop him. And they didn't even consider the fact that maybe he was somebody more than, than what they thought. So when, here's the bottom line. You're going to run into people that have made up their mind on all these issues in the last days that we get to with the, the things the Bible talks about. And you're not going to be able to change their mind on facts. It just won't work. And I'm not discouraging you on doing your homework and getting the facts and getting the articles. I think that can be useful. For some people, it will help. For a lot of people, it will make zero difference. So what do we do? We need to go to the Scripture and talk about this from the spiritual aspect. And that is... The Bible says in the last days, the Bible says that Satan will rally the world together around issues that will make the world one. That is more specifically, he'll rally the world as one. Uh, it doesn't say specifically the issues, but it just says he'll rally the world together as one. And when he gets the world thinking as one in a one mindset, be it how you think governmentally, financially, in every other way, uh, at that point, the world is now unified so the Antichrist can step on the scene and cause the entire world to worship him. So what's happening is there's a spiritual thing going on where we are being conditioned to go along with the crowd and to come under government. Recognize that. There is a spiritual thing going on where we we are being conditioned to become one and in that oneness come under the leading government, whoever that is. So the point is whether it be a plague, um, uh, you know, whether it be a climate change issue that somebody brings up, Greg, there may be new things that pop on the scene. Could be new things. Whether it be any of those, our argument can't be, look, here's the facts to show that the climate really hadn't changed at all. And you, I, There are multiple facts. You could, just, you could easily dispel the whole climate thing quickly. But I guarantee you there, there's a book out there called Inconvenient Facts that has some amazing science historical facts that prove the whole thing is just nothing. And yet you've got people that have made up their mind, and they also don't want to be called dumb. They don't want to be called stupid. It's the whole uh, emperor's new clothes syndrome. You don't want to be the only one that's going against the crowd. So you've got to go along, even no matter what facts you see. And so you can show all the facts you want. It's not going to work. So just look, whether it's those two issues or something new that comes on the horizon, here's where we've got to be trying to reach out to people, and that is this. There's going to be a push spiritually 
that's beyond our normal thinking. It's supernatural. It's above the earth to get every one of us to work together, to all be a team, to pull together, to save the planet, whether it be through climate change or whether it be through shots or whatever it be through. There's going to be this pulling together thing because we're being all conditioned for this world leader to come on the scene who will demand and require Revelation 13. He will demand and require, Greg, that everybody take a mark on their hand or their forehead. So we're being conditioned for that. And that's the way we need to approach it with people, I think, is showing them what the Bible says is going to happen. Forget the the, the uh, issues that are being used to get us there. The vehicles don't matter. The vehicle of climate change, the vehicle of COVID, the vehicle driving us to this conclusion, it doesn't matter. We're all going on vacation as a world to the Antichrist. And we're going to get there by different vehicles. He'll give us different vehicles to get there. He just wants us to get there. And that's where we have to have our glasses on. Most of them will be electric, and you'll have to charge them. Well, or they'll catch on fire before you get there. Yeah. Uh, So let's talk about the human nature aspect in all of this, because maybe some people that are on uh, the Christian side of things, the biblical side of things, the spiritual side of things, uh, might be forgetting about the fallen human nature that lends itself to these things. Uh, which would be uh, number one, uh, pride and rebellion yeah. in our fallen nature, yeah. and and the depths, and you can't really appreciate the depth of pride and rebellion and how deeply entrenched it can be. It's almost like a cancer. Yeah, it's been referred to as a cancer. How deeply entrenched it can be in someone's, uh, um, uh, you know, trichotomy, their 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 body, their soul, their spirit, that they would, like as you said, Voltaire. Even if you showed me the truth in front of my face, Makes I'm no still difference. going to. That is pure pride and rebellion it is. speaking. It's not it the is. faculties that God's given you in terms of reason and discernment. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, it's just, but that's a factor that that is being that's played into yeah. all of this. And, and let me create a new word yeah. for that. It's they're they're denying their faculties. Because yeah. they're not going to look at the facts. They don't care. And, and so yeah. it doesn't matter. But you're right, Greg. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. So the key is if you can show them spiritually, from a spiritual aspect, what's going on. Let me give you one example. When, it, when we talk about people, when people that are worried about the climate, okay, if, if you just believe the one scripture where Jesus holds all things together, Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, it says that Jesus holds all things together by his power and glory. And if you believe that, and then you read the Bible that says we're all still going to be here fine until the Lord comes back, the earth's going to be intact. That right there solves the issue. There's really nothing else to worry about as far as the climate. Jesus is in, in control of that. But if you don't believe that, you can believe anything. So that one thing can dispel that. Right. Uh, and there's a lot of things you can use on yeah. this, but we have to realize, Greg, it's a spiritual battle. Yeah. But I think, Pastor Mark, you bring up a, a good point. Yes, we can, like you said, we can show the facts like that. You said that book, Inconvenient Facts. Inconvenient Facts. It proves that nothing's cha- there's nothing going on at all. Absolutely. But if you just believe the Word of God, that takes care of the rest of those facts. Yeah. It's kind of like how Jesus said the whole the whole uh uh you know the whole law hangs in you know these two things love the Lord your God with all your heart soul mind right. and strength love your neighbor as yourself and all the law hinges on those two things. That's right. That, that's kind of like that that what was the scripture verse again that you said Colossians Colossians 1:16 and 17. Okay. All of these inconvenient facts hinge and hang on that scripture verse. Yeah, yeah. But see, remember, the majority of mankind doesn't know the Bible. Exactly. And another por- por- big portion of the, of the world doesn't believe the Bible. So, so now you've got two things working against you. Satan knows that. So all Satan has to do is bring in deceptions. The Bible says in the last days that he's going to bring in lots of deceptions, more right. and more deceptions. And so we need to be aware of those deceptions coming in yeah. and, and just relax. Look, 
whether or not it doesn't matter whether or not the climate changes left or right or this you know a little bit of whatever jesus yeah. is holding all things together yeah. and you're hearing all kinds of things i mean it's it's interesting in this uh uh one article there's an article here just this week it was either yes just recently that I, they were talking about the fires in canada and saying that it was it was all caused right by climate change but in the same article or right after it said <laughs> 69 or 79 people arrested for setting fires climate activists for setting fires in canada seriously 69 uh. or 79 were arrested that's the ones that were caught for setting their environmentalists, the yes. for setting fires in Canada, and they just said the fires in Canada are because of climate change. So what you have going on is is there's a major deception, and even the people that write these articles in their own papers, they can see right afterwards, wait a minute, we just reported that this was climate change, and right here it says that it was started by fi- uh, people in Canada that were setting fires. Uh, editor, can we talk? Nobody even questions. Yeah. It's just kind of like... If there's a blindness, Greg, there is a spiritual blindness, but we as believers, our eyes have been opened, the veil has been lifted. And that's a good point. You know, spiritual blindness can only be corrected by spiritual intervention, and that's the intervention of God's Holy Spirit. So let that be an encouragement to those of you that might be trying to use the the true facts about, you know, climate change and our earth, and even even Bible verses with people that don't know the Lord. Uh, Pray before you share. Yeah. Because it's going to be God's Holy Spirit. The power of His Spirit is going to open the eyes, uh, regardless of what you say. I mean, but ask Him to lead you in whatever it is that you should be saying to that person. But trust that He's going to be opening the eyes, even if the facts, you know, are in front of Voltaire. Yeah. You know, your friend Voltaire, so to that's speak. Right. It's right. going to be the Holy Spirit that's going to get it done. Yeah, and, and again, remember, the main the main point is the enemy working to bring the whole world yeah. together as one. If you can keep your eyes on that, you can, get, you can stay out of all the arguments down here about how they're going to get there. Yeah. And let me say one last thing. Look, you can play the devil's advocate, uh, you know, to coin a phrase, and let's just pretend and say, all right, there really is, really, we are destroying the environment. Let's just pretend we are and whatever. It, it First of all, that we have to remember what the Bible says. That means it's not going to happen. We're going to be fine. Even if you said, it's true, it's true, well, relax, it's still going to be okay. Even if you could say it's true, it's still going to be okay. Why? Because Jesus holds all things together by his power and glory. And there's nothing you can do. There's no steak you can eat. There's no car you can drive. There's no plane you can take that is going to uh, do something that Jesus can't hold together. And it's interesting, Greg, what I'm watching happen too, this whole carbon thing, the carbon footprint. Carbon is the atmosphere. We need carbon to survive. The plants need carbon to survive. And right now, the carbon level for a healthy planet is excessively low. The car- Hear me on this. Here's the facts. The carbon level for a successful foliage on the planet is excessively low, and those are just the facts. Now, with that said, we need to lower carbon. What are you talking about? I would make the argument, if you want to really look at science, we need to raise the carbon levels. The carbon levels need to be raised for the good of the environment and for the good of the trees. But in this, like Satan, everything God says, he does exact opposite. And he convinces those who don't know the truth, their eyes have not been open, Greg, of, of, of seeing that truth. I, I was reminded coming in of the atheist argument where they say, you know, it's all the same God. Everybody just sees it differently. And they take the six people or whatever, they have blindfolds on, they all feel one elephant. And one feels the leg and goes, God's a tree. Another feels his, his tusk and goes, well, God's a spear. And one is a, and say, so really, it's all the same God. You're just blindfolded. Well, here's the difference. Jesus said that Christians' blindfold has been removed. So in that example, there's a seventh one. And the seventh one is standing there watching all the others with blindfolds on going, saying, you guys are foolish, you can't see, but I see the entire elephant. And it's God running the show. And if you had your blindfold Mm. off, you'd be able to see it too. And so what we can see, though, the world can't see. They can't understand this. But we've got to get back to saying, here's what the Bible says. The Lord's going to hold all things together. We're not going to destroy the planet. You talked about pride and arrogance. 
It's pride and arrogance to think that we can change the environment of the planet other than polluting it. If we put things up in the atmosphere and we do things to block the sun or do that, then maybe we can. But the Bible says the Lord's going to intervene before we destroy ourselves. And then when he comes back in the thousand-year kingdom, he's going to restore the entire earth back to the way it was. So I would say this. Regardless of what you believe, relax and trust Jesus Christ and his power. Yeah. Well, and not only that, Pastor Mark, any any legitimate damage to the environment that's been done up to this point pales in comparison to what Revelation chapter 6 reveals to us in terms of what God himself is going to do to his creation that's right the environment will be destroyed but the bible says it will be god who does it god will destroy our trees god will destroy the oceans god will destroy the rivers god will pollute everything during the great tribulation and the reason god's going to do that the bible says he's he's doing that to again bring mankind to repentance there's also a judgment factor in there but greg i also believe he's doing the same thing that he did back in exodus when he was bringing the children of israel out of egypt he was judging the gods of egypt and he brought those plagues and destructions on each of their gods. Each of the plagues yeah. related to a god. To a god. Well, yeah. we've now made the environment what? A god. Exactly. So if the, if we're worshiping the environment, then guess what God's going to judge? He's going to destroy the environment because we're worshiping a false idol. And then when that judgment is done, God will restore the earth, and those who know him will enter into the millennial kingdom, a thousand-year reign forever on a restored earth, restored oceans, restored streams, restored everything, and just a glorious thousand-year kingdom. And by the way, if you know the Lord, you give your life to Jesus before that judgment comes, you'll be taken out of here in what the, the church refers to as the rapture, and we'll be at the wedding supper of the Lamb rejoicing in heaven. So we have a great future and a lot of things to be excited yeah. about as we watch all these end times things taking place, because this just shows us we're that much closer to the Lord's return. It's not a time to be depressed or sad or, oh my goodness, oh my, you know, that guy, no, it's a, it's, it's a time to go, hey, look up. This is exciting. His return is near. So it's, it's, it, 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 it's very exciting. It's exciting days we live in. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some articles. Let's do it. Let's do it. As we look at episode 277 of Signs of the Times, we have no Israel or Ezekiel articles this week, but we've got a good one here from America. This is from Fox News. Biden plans to ask Congress for funding to develop a new COVID vaccine and may recommend a shot for all because clearly the first one didn't uh what well kill enough people here's the thing Greg. we talked about this uh, you know recently and, and here's the thing i want our listeners to, to pay attention to look we, we would never hear to say that there's not le- some legitimate vaccines or that there's not some legitimate illnesses and that there has and not that. been legitimate vaccines yes, in the past yes but but here's the bottom line here's what we know okay now let's talk about facts again now those of you that have made up your mind you're not going to hear but just listen to facts for a moment okay most everyone put on a mask. Did that stop the whole world from getting COVID? No. The answer is no. Most of the world was locked down. Did that stop the world, the whole world from getting COVID? No. No. Most of the world, according to their own numbers, took the shot. Did that stop the world from getting COVID? No. As a matter of fact, the CDC now says that actually caused some people that had the shot to catch COVID more because of other scientific things I won't get into. But here's the bottom line. It didn't work then. It's not going to work now. And so to see them pushing this, I think too many people have figured it out. But let's read some of this. President Biden said Friday he plans to request additional funding from Congress for the development of a new COVID-19 vaccine, adding he may require everyone to take it, whether they had previously received a vaccine or not. And I quote, I signed off this morning on a proposal uh, to present to Congress a request for additional funding for a new vaccine that is necessary. Look at this. That works. He just admitted. (laughs) What did he just admit? He just admitted that the last one didn't. I mean, I can't believe that he admitted that. I guess I can't because he lets things come out that he didn't mean to. But, Greg, most but of the people, even though everybody caught it. Nobody's paying still, attention. But here's the thing. Even though everybody caught it, 
they're still saying it worked. Yeah. And I, I stop and I go, wait a minute, let's all just stop. Wait a minute, what did you say? It worked. So what worked? Well, it could have been worse. How do you know? Because they told me. Okay. Hmm. I, I, I've never seen such a push for something that didn't work in my life. Um, and, and the fact that he admitted that the first one didn't work and they say he's going to push another one. I think that people have, have caught on too much, Greg, um, and, and too savvy to go for this again. Well, I, I would hope so, Pastor Mark. I, 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 well, put it this way. There's going to be a large portion of Americans that simply will not do it, uh, because they know. Yeah. And they've, you know, I think most everyone, and you probably know people that have been, you know, that, that have had some really bad side effects from it. So I think most everybody realizes that this is not the safest thing. It wasn't tested long enough, yeah. et cetera. Uh, the people that I know that have contracted what the tests that they've taken have determined is COVID yeah. multiple times. Yeah. Are those people that have taken multiple injections well, that's, of the and, mRNA, right. whatever they want well, to call Well, that's what it. the CDC says now. Their own what they're saying, wow. Greg, is they said that the, the spike protein actually created an immunity um, to your immune system. In other words, it caused your immune system to weaken. To weaken. So now, when COVID came through, you catch it more and more times, and et cetera. And so, again, it's it's really, I mean, again, we've we've learned a lot over the last three years. I just think that some people just won't really pay attention. They're not, yeah. they're not, they just won't accept it. And it's frustrating because many people are going to be heading back into a very tough time if yeah. they go back down that same road. Uh, that was the first fail. And now let's fail again with this article from the Gateway Pundit. Yeah. The NIH, the National Institute of Health or Institutes for Health or whatever they call themselves, yeah. uh, has did a study suggesting that N95 uh, COVID masks may expose wearers to toxic compounds linked to seizures and cancer. I'm yeah. going to assume with whatever they use in the making of the you're masks. Exa- you're exactly right. And, and I know that you're going to read this article, but somewhere in here, I would like you to dovetail what yeah. you shared. Uh, the, the, ana- the analogy that you gave to the to the body here at Calvary Knoxville last yeah. Wednesday or maybe it was last Sunday. Well, oh, last Sunday. Yeah. I'm sorry. I knew it was just recent. Uh, the analogy was a perfect picture yeah of the issue it really is again l- let me just say this the n95 is like the daddy of masks okay so let's start with the lower mask first the ones that everybody wears whether it be cloth whether it be blue um, first of all surgeons will tell you if you know a surgeon ask them look this up online they were never intended to stop viruses or disease from coming through that people say well surgeons wear them that was never the intent the actual written intent of that is to stop splash. They call splash. If you're operating on somebody and, and body fluids or blood flies up, you don't want that going in your mouth and nose. So they stop splash. That's all. But the fibers are too big to stop viruses or germs, etc. So the ones that we've been wearing do basically nothing. They don't, they don't slow down anything. And, and let's go even to the N95. And I'll use my analogy here in a second. But you go, the N95 is like the daddy of masks. And it's called N95. Here's why. It, it stops if it's sealed properly. It stops 95%, not even 100%. It stops 95% of three micron size um, uh, diseases, bacteria, issues. Or, or greater. Or greater. Three micron or greater, okay? Um, the problem is the coronavirus is one thirtieth the size of a micron. So, so in other words, or, uh, uh, or, or, I'm sorry, Three, three micron size is that it'll hold out. Yes. Uh, uh, the 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 uh, coronavirus is actually one thirtieth of that. So what that means is, it's it's a hole so large 
that something 30 times smaller could just pass right through it while you're breathing. It does literally nothing. I mean, it really doesn't do anything. As a matter of fact, the analogy I heard, which I thought was a great one, it's like throwing sand through a chain link fence. But that might even be gracious. Because you, and that's probably a fair analogy. The bottom line is, these masks were never designed to stop something that small. They simply can't. Right. So even if you properly wear the, 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 the thickest mask you've got, the N95, it's, it's one-thirtieth of the size of your fiber protection. It just floats back and forth right through. It's doing nothing. Yeah. Now, you understand that, okay? Now, it, it, but it, with that said, even on top of that, now they're saying there's all kinds of oxygen issues for people that wear masks too long. There's all types of all kinds of things happening because it lowers particle, your oxygen. Particle issues in the lungs. It, it lowers your oxygen level. They've now found some particles from the mask in lungs during surgery. But now this is a new one. This is a brand new one. The N95 mask, they're finding links to seizure and cancer because of the what it's made of. If you're breathing it so long that it's made of things that actually can poison you. Listen to this. The, uh, in April, the Gateway Pundit uh, reported on a German study that reveals using a face mask during pregnancy may increase the chance of stillbirth, testicular dysfunction, and cognitive decline in children. Now, what's amazing is, for people that aren't going to hear this, Greg, I don't care what you tell them, they're still going to say these facts don't matter. Those are your facts. I'll get my own facts. Um, and, and it's sad. And, 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 and probably if we, had, if we were a big enough voice to be rated, we, this would be rated as misinformation or whatever. No, these are just facts. That's all they are. A study from researchers at the Jonak National University in South Korea released in April and quietly reshared uh, suggests the gold standard surgical N95 mask may expose users to dangerous levels of toxic chemicals. The study looked up the two types of disposable medical grade masks and several reusable cotton masks. And here's what they said. And I quote, the study found that the chemicals released by these masks had eight times the recommended safety limit of toxic volatile organic compounds. Inhaling the TVOCs has been linked to health issues like headaches, nausea, while prolonged and repeated use has been linked to organ damage and even cancer. I continue. It is clear that particular attention must be paid to the VOCs associated with the use of the medical masks, their effect on human health, the researchers wrote in the study published in April. April, again, TVOCs, Total Volatile Organic Compounds. Now, again, I'm not saying there's never a time to wear a mask. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, is that the mask, mask... For the reason we were told it's, to wear them. It's, it's not only having no impact, it's causing problems. Right. And it's not just now the medical problems, Greg, we see associated with it. It's the cognitive problems it's causing in our children. They're saying because they can't see the emotions, nope. the mouth, the whatever. These children are growing up impaired. Yep. And so who knows what kind of long-term damage is going to do. This is something we've got to wake up as a society and say, look... Enough is enough. This is not about politics. Forget politics. This is about rational sense. And here's what I want to remind our listeners. Even with these facts, if you share this, and you can get all these articles on our webpage. We, we print everything there. We want to be well documented. But I'm saying, even if you print these out, even if you take them to the source, if they have made up their mind, it will have, I believe, in many cases, zero impact. It'll have some for some people. Again, remember, Back to that and, and I, I don't want to keep doing this the whole show, but I'm going to say it one more yeah. time. Make it a spiritual issue. Show them we have the Bible says that Satan right now in the last days, it, it, the Bible says will deceive the entire world to bring us together as one and to go along. It doesn't tell us all the avenues he'll use. It didn't say in the Bible he'll use climate change. It didn't, didn't say he would use COVID or other things. But it did tell us there would be plagues in the last days that would increase. It did tell us there would be deception in the last days that would increase. 
What it does tell us is it's all working toward a one world, you know, together under a one world leader that's willing to come under that government and do whatever they say. We are now being conditioned and it is a spiritual battle. It is not a Republican Democrat battle. It is not a fact battle. It is a spiritual battle in the heavenlies that if we don't wake up, listen, those of you who your eyes are open, God has shown you. And that's an honor and that's a privilege. But but you've got to share with others, and you've got to keep it on the spiritual level, because if you jump into the political realm, I'm telling you, it'll shut down and nobody's going to listen. They need to realize this is a demonic thing going on. This is this is God and Satan in, in this cosmic uh, you know situation here spiritually that this battle's going on. Uh, interesting, after you shared that, and I walked out of the sanctuary, and, and I totally believed you, it wasn't that, but I, I saw Gary, who's our surgeon friend, that oh, attends okay. here, okay. and he was sitting on the bench, and, and I and I thought, hey, did you hear what Pastor Mark just said? Yeah, and I, is that true? And, he, and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, totally, yeah. So I, I mean, not that I didn't believe you, but I was like, well, he was right there. So I figured, do you want to know what? You're a surgeon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you and just, I'm gonna be a Berean and confirm it. Yeah. Well, you know, Greg, I, I, and I can't say that I've always done this the entire 35 years of walking with the Lord. I made a lot of mistakes in my younger years, but I can tell you this. In my later years, I've always tried to make sure that I do a lot of homework yes. before I open my mouth. Yeah. Because I don't want to get up there. And if I say something wrong, I'm going to tell everybody, you know what, guys, I was wrong. I missed that. Yeah. There's something I didn't know. Yeah. But I've done a lot of research over the last three years. And again, I'm just a pastor. Yeah. I'm not claiming to be any kind of medical thing. Right. But I've gone just to research the, the, the medical, um, articles. John yeah. Hopkins, uh, you know, um, all these, these, you know, MIT. I'm looking at the guys that really are the top whatever. Yeah. And they come out and say in their own articles, they, they, yeah. if you read it, they're saying what's going on, but they don't say what's going yeah. on. And so you got to learn to, to, to really read the facts and put yeah. it together, but it's out there. Yeah. It's there to see. Well, and, and just on a personal note, that's one of the things that I love about you, Mark, is that because, and, and people that watch the show that aren't around, they don't understand, even for this show, when, when you suspect that you might have said something wrong yeah. or said it even in the wrong way. You, your, your heart is grieved and you want to do whatever we can do from a technical side to correct it, fix yeah. it, whatever. Yeah. And so, um, I hope that the people understand that as well and that your heart is to be accurate. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Pastor Mark Kirk, who is helping us make sense of the signs of the times, our weekly take on Bible prophecy in the world's news on WIAM. LP Knoxville. We are a weekly radio broadcast that we have tagged this week as podcast number 277 that you can find through all of your popular podcast outlets. And now it is time for some listener questions. We have two this week, Pastor Mark, and interestingly enough, they're not a prophetic, but they are still very good Bible questions uh, that will be good for our listeners to hear. Our first one comes from Grace who enjoy signs of the times in Folsom, California. Hopefully that is not Folsom State Prison. Yes, Grace. no, I anyway, know not. I'm just teasing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Folsom Prison Blues. Uh, anyway, she says, I wanted to know the differences in the Book of Mormon and the Bible and the question of both books are written by man. How can you tell one is right and one is wrong based on divine inspiration and truth? Yeah. A friend of mine who is Mormon didn't have an answer for the lack of evidence of the stories in the Book of Mormon, but I had lots of answers in history and places to back up the Bible. 
Do you have any advice of approaching this conversation with my friend? Yes, I, I think so. And, and again, there's a lot of information out there, Grace, you can find from some great authors. And uh, uh, Mark Martin, not the race car driver, but the pastor, a Calvary pastor in Arizona. You've dated came, yourself. Yes, came out of, uh, that's because nobody else would go out with me. <laughs> um, he came out of um, uh, the Mormon church and has done extensive outreach to the Mormons to try to reach them, et cetera. He's a great resource. He's written some books. He has a lot of great information. But here's some just basics that I think can really help you. And, 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 and again, it goes back to saying both books were written by man. The Bible is the only book that proves it wasn't written by man. As a matter of fact, the Bible brags that it wasn't man that wrote it, but men were driven by the Holy Spirit as they wrote. And the argument's going to be, well, well, how do you know? Anybody can say that. Well, here's how we know. There's only one spiritual book in the world uh, of all the major religions that dares to give prophecy, and that's the Bible. Now, the closest you get, maybe, might be in Islam, they predict their, the, and then it's not even, I guess it is prophecy, that their 12th imam in, 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 uh, is going to come out again. Um, that's the, the Shias say their 12th imam will come out at the end. Uh, the Sunnis uh, talk about a Mahdi that will come out at the end, that their same vision of the same guy. Is, that in, is that in their Quran, or is this just in their oral tradition? Well, no, that's a great, that's a great uh, question, Greg. I guess I assumed it was in their writings. I, I, I don't know either. I'm just asking. I really yeah. don't know. I should find that out. But either way, that's the closest, if it is in their writings. Writings, yes. Grace. That's the closest that that any other writing gets to prophecy. You won't find any prophecy in the Book of Mormon or anything else. Now, why does that matter? Well, look, when something is written down that is futuristic and sometimes even thousands of years in the future, it better be right or it's not God. Now, here's the thing: everything that's been written prophetically in the Bible up to this point has come to pass. And it was written thousands of years in advance, and all of these things way before they happened. And that's easy to prove. You can date to prove when it was written and when it came to pass. 100% of every prophecy in the Bible, and it is chalked full of prophecy, 100% so far. The only ones that we have are the ones we had not gotten to yet. But 100% have come to pass. No man could do that. So to think that man could consistently, over 40 different authors, over 15, 1,600 years. years, yeah, and they all write in agreement and all made prophecies that lined up together, and all of them came to pass. That is beyond the odds of human ability. It by it, That right there, by definition, the odds are so astronomical that anybody, any one man, less, over 40 could do that. It's so astronomical that it, it screams, man could never have written this. Only a supernatural being could have written it. So the fact that they preserved it. Yeah, and preserved it. So here's the thing. The Bible proves it stands alone because it's the only one that dares to have prophecy. And it's the only one that through that prophecy has proven to be 100% accurate. That's number one. Number two, most everything in the Bible is proven historically, factually. There may be some things we've not been able to back up yet. I can't think of one right now, so I don't want to say there's 100%. But everything that I know of, you can find the towns. You can find the regions. They have found documents with people's names on it. You're able to back everything the Bible says up with historical facts. And prophecy shows it's supernatural because no man could predict the future 100% accurately, especially multiple men over 1,500 years. So, see, it, it proves by its very writing it is a supernatural book, and no other spiritual book dares do that. Mormonism certainly does not. There's no prophecy in Mormonism. There's no written thing that's ever come to pass in Mormonism. So Mormonism, again, is something that would definitely be easy to show that it's written by man. It has no supernatural backing. Now, number two, let me say this. 
when it comes to Mormonism, they have not found one single city or town that Mormonism claimed existed and things happened in. Not evidence for one. I mean, not one. They list all these things where these things happen in these towns and places. They have not found anything to back it up, whereas in the Bible they have found everything to back it up. So you've got two things now, prophecy, no prophecy. Uh, the Bible backed up with all the historical places, not one of them found in the Book of Mormon. You'd think something would be found. And here's the thing to me that I think just a few years back put the nail in the coffin should have for every Mormon. And this shows you where we talked about earlier, Greg. If you choose to believe something, you're not going to believe the truth no matter what. This should have Mormonism should have disappeared about 20 years ago. Because 15 or 20 years ago, I remember when the article came out. Here's what a Mormonism's claim. They claim that they, the, the Nephites, um, that some people moved from the Middle East. They came and settled in America and became what we call now today the Native Americans, the Indians. They called them the Nephites, and today we call them, you know, Cherokee, Hopi, whatever. We have all these different whatever. And the Nephites and the Lamanites, uh, they were another tribe that were fighting whatever, infighting whatever. None, there's no evidence that's ever been found that these ever existed. But here's the bottom line. They'll tell you our ancient Mormon ancestors were the Indians here in America, so we were really here first, and they're the Native Americans. Problem, modern technology caught up with their theology, They've now done DNA testing on every single Native American tribe in America. There is zero link to the Middle East. Zero. Which means everything Mormonism is founded on just collapsed. There's, there, is, there is no Mormonism if they don't have the, the Middle Eastern roots coming from the Nephites, etc., etc. Um, so, again, for those who want to hear... Mormonism has been has been put in the grave. It, it literally has been shown scientifically. You know, people used to try to say that science proved the Bible wrong, and nobody ever was able to show you how. Yeah, this one can really be proven in a lab that there were no Middle Eastern um, people that came over and started Mormonism in America. It is simply a created religion by Joseph Smith. It has no power. It has no prophecy. None of the people exi- that they list. There's no evidence they ever existed. None of the towns they lift, list. There's no evidence they ever existed. There's no prophecy or anything. The Bible's the exact opposite in every way of that. They have the evidence of all the towns. They have the prophetic evidence. They have. I mean, it's overwhelming. And so it's night and day. And so just those few facts may help you, Grace, in ministering to your friend if they have ears to hear. Now, remember, if they don't have ears to hear, we talked about it, this is spiritual. You need to pray for God to open yeah. their eyes because it's going to be a supernatural thing for them to be able to see. Pastor Mark, our next question comes from L. Wayne uh, regarding generational curses. He yes. said, regarding the scriptures referring to end time issues about the proliferation of false doctrines, we have a dear friend who clearly is a believer yet remains inconsistent of con- Er, insistent of convincing us of the existence of generational curses on yeah. family. Yeah. We, with love, kindly point out why we don't believe in this. Our friend believes that a family member who was born with a physical affliction was caused by the wrongful actions of family members far back in the past. We've pointed out that the Old Testament reference he uses of God placing a generational curse on the children of Israel was meant for that specific behavior to those specific people in that specific time, and that it doesn't apply to a generational family curse. Our friend believes these curses are placed on people by Satan, and he, our friend, communicates with a ghost and prays to have the ghost get to the other side so the afflicted child can be rid of the curse. It's almost as if our friend doesn't believe that Christ's atonement was complete and for all time insufficient. Is there any validity to what our friend is saying? 
Yeah, you know, let me just say, um, first of all, no, there's no validity to what your friend's saying. And let me give you the biblical backing of this. Um, this teaching comes in, this is not new. Uh, they were dealing with this back in the days of, of Jesus. When Jesus was here, as a matter of fact, the disciples themselves were confused on this. In John 9, 2, the disciples saw a blind man. They said, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? So they th- were under that impression as well, right? Yeah, maybe not to the extent some of these are, but okay. yeah, well, they asked. Yeah, because yeah. that, that was the teaching of the of Pharisees and Sadducees, that if somebody sinned, then it passed on down to your kids, the, the physical ailments. The, it was caused by sin in one direction yes. whether personally or generationally that's right yes. and so again it's the disciples asked him john 9 2 rabbi who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind and the lord said neither yeah he said neither he said this is for the glory of god you know he was going to use this so so he just had to be blind is what jesus said and now i'm going to use it for the glory of god so jesus was dealing with the same teaching back then even with the disciples early on because that's what the pastors of the day were teaching but jesus basically said no that's that's not true now let me give you some other things that's john 19 first of all for your reference though el wayne if we're saying your uh, name right i hope we are um that's what it looks like but anyway um let me read a couple of things one is it's a misunderstanding this it comes from really from the ten commandments is where this teaching comes from and it's a misunderstanding and i should say not even not a full reading okay. of the ten commandments this is what it says um he says you shall not make this is exodus 20 starting in in, in verse 3 you shall have no other gods before me you shall not make for yourselves a carved image, any likeness of anything that's in heaven above or the earth beneath, a, a, a water, uh, it's in the water or the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord, am your God, I'm a jealous God, visiting the, here it is, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children. Okay, so so far it sounds like, hey, wait a minute, right? To the third and fourth generation, but here's the key. Notice the definition. He tells us, is there a time where sins are, where, where curses are passed down? Yes, there is a time, but it's only unbelievers listen he says visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me note that that's a key part of those who hate me and he says but god showing mercy to thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments in other words yes it is possible for uh, curses to be passed down for those who hate the Lord. That's why oftentimes you see an alcoholic, their mm. kids are alcoholic. That's why you see that if there's beating in the home, the, the children grow up and they beat their children or whatever. It is passed down among unbelievers. The curse passes on. It says that. However, here's where the false teaching comes in. Yeah, but what about believers? The same thing. They have general curse. No, 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 no. But to those who love me, mercy to thousands. In other words, that doesn't pass down to those who yeah. love me. And then it's further clarified, Greg, in Second Corinthians uh, verse 517. This nails it again, nails the coffin shut on this, where Paul said this, where the Lord said through Paul, therefore, yeah. if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Note this. Are you ready, Elwayne? All things have passed away. I'm sorry. Let me read that again. Old things yes. have passed away. Behold, all things have have become new. So for those in Christ, all curses are broken. All things become new. You now have a clean slate, and you're there is nothing connected to your past whatsoever. You are a child of God, and you are clean and washed and ready to go. For those who don't know the Lord, there is a curse that does pass down to the third and even the fourth generation. And for them, our heart goes out. But in the body of Christ, it is simply a false, unbiblical teaching to claim that any type of generational curse could be passed on to a believer. Man. 
Isn't that good? I was going to say, so we good. needed to say that listener question is good news at the end. Because it, it that is, is good such news. good news. It anyway, is good news. Uh, Grace and Elwayne, thank you so much for your questions. If you've got a question like Grace and Elwayne, uh, free to hit us up at thewaymedia.net or the Way Media app. Just look for Signs of the Times and you'll see where you can ask your prophecy question of Pastor Mark. Or even Bible question like we had today. All right, let's uh, get into some one-world governance. This is interesting. This is from the Politico. Uh, Our dear friend, Pope Francis, has been very quiet lately, uh, but he's been faithful to be true to his stripes and is uh, now being slammed for telling Russians to hold on to the quote-unquote legacy of a quote-unquote great empire, of which has been highlighted over the last couple of years with the invasion of Ukraine. Well, it's odd because he's really flying in the face of the world on this one. Yes, he He goes right along with the world on this. I'm not sure. I think probably, Greg, this has to do with the fact that of the rush of the uh, of Catholic legacy, maybe there uh, in Russia, maybe, you're talking like maybe through Russian Orthodoxy. I mean, it, you know, Russian Orthodoxy is not really Catholic. No, I didn't think so. But I mean, there's you know, there's got to be some Catholic connections there in Russia. I, I guess. don't know why he would yeah. he would he would guard them, but, but he says he's, he came under fire. He encouraged Russian youths not to give up their legacy. Uh, the heirs of the great enlightened Russian Empire never give up this legacy. He said of the mother Russia, go forward with it. And then, of course, um, he posted online. He tells the Russian youth to be artisans of peace and to sow seeds of reconciliation. So I don't really see a signs of the times connection here, honestly, with this. But I, it is odd to see him in this one area uh, basically making a stand against the flow of the world. I'm not quite sure what to make of this. I think this is a good article to file in the, until further notice. Yeah. And we'll see what, you know, if there's anything that might be revealed through this. Because really, the Antichrist is going to be going right along with yes. the Pope, rather, the. The false prophet, which again most believe will be the we pope, think will be the pope. Uh, is going to go right along with the Antichrist. I don't think it'll be this pope. I think this pope's going to die before that. But either way, uh, I think it'll be a pope, uh, very possibly. Uh, and so he's going to go along with the world. So it's interesting to see him go against, and we'll see if there's any connection. And just keep that in the back of your mind. We may we may visit that later if there's any connection. Okay. All right, let's get into some one world economy news. This is from Breitbart.com. Argentina seeks to seeks a deal to dump the dollar and use the Chinese yuan. Yan, yuan. I've heard it called yuan. Everything. I've heard it called everything. I'm gonna look right now while you're talking. Go ahead. All right, Chinese greenback. The well, Chinese. Some people buck, say yuan. Yuan. The Chinese um, yuan to pay Brazil. Yes. Well, um, you know, Greg, it's interesting. We're watching this whole collapse of the dollar. We're watching it take place. Um, and I want to give, first of all, I want to want to say this to our listeners. It's going to take a little bit longer than people think for the dollar to totally disappear. I don't think you're going to see suddenly the dollar collapse this year and probably not even next year and, and maybe the year after. Now, why do I say that? Is the dollar going to continue to devalue? Yes. Is the dollar going to get hurt? Yes. But you've got to understand the dollar is so intrinsically tied into world economies. You can't just take it and throw it out. I mean, if you threw the dollar out today, for example, it wouldn't just be America collapsing. China would collapse. Russia would collapse. Although they're trying to put together their own currency. Yes. And you see the BRICS nations doing it. You don't, you can't just go overnight and change it because it's too intrinsically built into everything. So with that said, you're not going to see the dollar just disappear here. I don't think within the next two or three years. But what you are going to see is eventually, and this is what, remember, prophecy is, you're working toward an end goal. It's a slow grind. 
I believe this is the beginning of the end of the dollar. And I think you're going to see more and more of the dollar disappearing over time as these other currencies rise and eventually leading, I would say, eventually leading up to, um, uh, you know, the, um, the, the mark of the beast and some type of digital currency, Greg, that's going to be there. So how do we say that? Let me see if we can see how to say that real quick. Here we go. I'm listening. Come on. Hmm? Well, I thought I was. Okay. Maybe I have it signed. Never mind. I'm hearing some commercial. We'll figure okay. it out later. I thought I had it right That's there. Right. One of those quick ones. And anyway, um, uh, you know, so uh, let me try one more. I'm wasting time on the air. Here we go. You on. Listen. You on. You on. So okay. apparently it's pronounced you on. Um, and, and that's how you say it. But either way, so now we know. Uh, but, but let me just get to the article here. Uh, notice what it says. It says, Argentina Economy Minister Sergio Massa in, is in Brazil on Monday to discuss the details of an agreement with radical leftist president Luis Inacio or Inacio Lula, Lula da Silva. I love those names. He's got like a, as many as the South. They would allow Argentina to pay for a Brazilian import using Chinese yuan uh, instead of the U.S. dollar and the Argentina state-run Telam News Agency, uh, they reported that. Both Argentina and Brazil leftist governments have made significant efforts throughout the year to decouple themselves from the U.S. dollar and replace it with the Chinese yuan in their trading operations with China. So what you're seeing happen is some countries, Greg, are now trying to allow more payments to be made by, say, the yuan or other different things. But And that may happen more and more as we see the dollar, as it, as it is going to, I believe, dissolve into you know obliteration at some point as we get this digital currency. But it's going to be a slow transfer, and you're going to see it moving toward digital. I don't think that yuan is going to become the world currency. I don't think that any nation is going to have the world currency anymore. I think it's all going to be blended together eventually into some type of digital currency that is controlled by the mark that's on the hand or the forehead, because that's what the Bible says. So it is interesting to watch. I think we need to be prepared for the lowering of the U.S. dollar, yeah. but I don't think we—I don't think you have to worry about going to sleep tonight, waking up, and the dollar is insignificant. I think that's impossible yeah. worldwide. You know, it kind of reminds me of the Canaanites, Pastor Mark, where God gave the Canaanites 400 years uh, to repent, and they didn't. Right. And as a result, um, their judgment was the fulfillment of the prophecy of of God bringing the Jews into the land, yeah. isn't wasn't that not that's prophetic? right? That's right. God said, "I'll kick you out of the land because you've been you've been not using my land properly." I almost kind of sense as you were sharing that, you know, I feel the same thing for America that, that this is this is judgment for us as a nation, yeah, rejecting God. Yeah. And and our God has become something other than him. Right. And so he's going to judge that. But yet, because God in his very nature, when you study his word, you understand how long suffering he is. Yeah. And he doesn't want to do any of this. And so it kind of I gave me that picture as you were talking about maybe not this year, next year. He is so long suffering with us. Yeah. It's unbelievable. But yet. Judgment's coming. You know, Greg, and that's another great point, because right before the show started, I was seeing all these articles about how the, the immigration problem is now so huge that our nation cities are being overwhelmed. Yeah. And even a Democrat leader is coming out and saying, you know, <laughs> seriously, which yeah. is odd, saying, you know what, this is a national security threat at this point. They are There are loads and loads of... of of, of people from all over the world filling up our, our states, our cities, our nation. It's beyond a political problem. Yeah. This is a massive national, I believe, you're watching the nation dissolve. And why do I again, it's signs of the times. It's all part of what we just talked about. Yep, because God said to the Canaanites, if you don't repent and, and stop the, the grotesque sin on the land that I gave you, I will remove you and bring somebody else in. They didn't. He removed them. He brought in the Jews. Then he said to the Jews, if you don't stop with your grotesque sin and rebellion of God, I'll take you out. And he took them out. God says, if a people 
turns from me and just ignores me and just goes totally corrupt, he says, I will take them out and replace them with different people. Greg, I believe we're watching the replacement of America. A lot of people that are politically minded right now don't want to hear this. I'm not saying we lay down and give up to fight for our country. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm saying I believe that the, the consequences of our nation turning away from God has begun. The word of God declares, if you turn away from me, I will take you out of the land and I will give your land to a different people. I believe our land is now in the process of being turned over to other nations without war. From the inside From out. the inside out on our borders, not because of the president, not because of different leaders. Certainly they're all being used and they'll be held accountable. I'm not saying they're innocent. I'm saying it's because we as a nation have turned from God, and God is turning this land over, I believe, yeah. to other peoples. Now, if we repent, I believe God will stop it. I think God will remove them with the proper leadership, and our nation could be saved and reestablished. But. If we don't, we will continue to see our nation taken over by other peoples, and we eventually will become a, a, another nation that's history in the past, like other nations that have turned from God. Yeah. All right. Speaking of all of that, it kind of nice segue into pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption. This is from Israel 365 News. The Euphrates River hits historic lows, preparing for quote unquote end of days. Yes. What what do you make of that, Pastor? Well, Mark? again, the Bible says in the last days that the Euphrates will be dried up. Again, the Euphrates is a seventeen hundred mile long um, a river that runs from, of course, the Iraq Iran area comes all the way up, you know, up toward um, past Syria, up toward top. It just kind of runs over toward the top and comes around. Kind of this runs a line between them and. Um, um, and Israel, if you will. And when all the armies of the world are gathered together against Israel, listen to what it says. This is the sixth angel pouring out his bowl. Revelation sixteen twelve says, The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and it was dried up. So that, here's why, so that the way of the kings of the east, that is the battles, the armies that are coming there to be gathered in Armageddon, might be prepared. And um, basically that they'll be able to come unhindered, they don't have to worry about bridges to cross through Euphrates. They just come, boom, right across this dry land. So, so is the, this a preview of coming attractions? I think you're seeing, again, that slow that slow movement, again, of prophecy, where you're seeing kind of the... Because you said the angel's going to do this, Yeah, right? yeah. You, okay. got, you know, the, the, the he's going to pour out his bowl, and that'll right. dry it up. So yes. this won't happen until God does it. But what you're seeing is kind of the precursor. Yes. It's almost like... You know, you look at Scripture and you see the beginning of the headwinds of a storm, Greg, before they come. These are the headwinds of the drying of the Euphrates. I think you're starting to see some of the rumblings already. The bowl has not been poured out yet because we're not in the Great Tribulation. But I think you're going to see maybe some problems with it drying up some and, and maybe even get it refreshed again and then dry up again back and forth until finally that bowl will be poured out. At that point, it'll be dried up. So this is kind of a prophetic picture of what's to come but this is not the sixth bowl in revelation 16 but it is i think leading to the sixth bowl in revelation 16 okay uh christianpost.com chat gpt writes bible story about jesus affirming trans identity yeah this is very interesting to me greg on multiple levels uh before i get into it okay because number one uh, you know i've been telling you one of the major signs that's been missing that i've been waiting on now i know that the Lord said, many will come in my name in the last days, mm-hmm. declaring they're the Christ. And I know that there are certain religions that do that. In Hinduism and New Age, they all say they're a Christ, right? But not really with big impact on the world. This is interesting because people are going to start looking toward these as true, I believe, Christ. There, there's just something that happens in the human mindset that you begin to believe. So I remember reading about a guy either in Japan or China who married a robot. Mm-hmm. And, we talked about that and you on think, the show. How in the world could you go so far off in your mind that you mm-hmm. think this is a real person? 
And yet they do. He really believed in some part of his mind he had this life soulmate. He probably grew up with technology as a child. I, I guess. But, I mean, the thing is, is that, Greg, okay, you think, how could that happen? That's how it happens. And listen about this article. This is what it says. It says, a fake Bible passage reportedly generated by ChatGPT about how Jesus accepted transidentified individuals has, has generated responses from Christian scholars uh, in media outlets, and some have touted the passage as an example of much-needed tolerance. Like, we're going to rewrite Jesus and rewrite the Bible. Excuse me? In July, one Reddit poster said he was feeling sad. He showed about a fake biblical passage that he has chat GPT to generate about Jesus accepting trans people. First, let me say this. <laughs> Jesus loves everybody. He will accept. I don't care if you're, if you're trans, if you're homo, homosexual, if you're, if you're a murderer, if you're a lifelong thief, if you're a rapist. The Lord will accept you if you will repent of your sin. So understand, Jesus accepts everyone. He loves everyone, and he accepts everyone if they repent. So I don't want this article which says Jesus, like he doesn't accept trans people. He accepts everyone. What he doesn't accept is the sin, and that's where people have the rub. You've got to turn yeah. from your sin to come to the Lord, but don't think that there's like certain people Jesus won't accept. Yeah. Um, he goes on again, talking in this. He says, and listen with the scripture. Here's what it generated, and here's how it sounds biblical, right? And I'll quote this. This is not the Bible. This is a false GPT created Jesus. I think maybe we start getting into some of the Jesuses of the last days it talked about. He says, and a woman whose heart was divided between spirit and body came before him. In quiet despair, she asked, Lord, I've come to you estranged, for my spirit and body are not one. How shall I hope to enter the kingdom of God? The fake, th- uh, the fake passage states. In other words, I'm confused in male and female or whatever. Jesus looked upon her with kindness, which he would have done, replying, My child, blessed are those who strive for unity within themselves. This is nonsense. For they shall know the deepest truths of my Father's creation. Be not afraid, for in the kingdom of God there is no man nor woman. Again, which is true. Look how Satan makes his true with lies. Yeah. Uh, all is one spirit. The gates of my Father's kingdom will open for those who love and who are loved. For God looks upon the body, not the heart. Um, God looks not upon the yeah. body, but on the heart. Uh, again, you know, here's the bottom. Here's the thing, Greg. Yeah. The passage is nowhere in Scripture. The poster said, I know yeah. it's not real. The, the, she said it herself. I know it's not real, but it gave me comfort. Yeah. Can I read yes, real Scripture? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Second Timothy uh, chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Yeah. Like chat GPT. There you go. I'm just adding that in there. Yep. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. And also, Greg, technically, this is a false Christ. Well, that's what I, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. This is, this is another, this is another prophetic fulfillment Matthew of what's 24. happening in That's days. right. That's right. Exactly what the Lord said would happen. So guys, guard yourself against this nonsense. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's get to our last article of the day, Pastor Mark. This is a quickie. We don't have much time. It's not good news. Uh, this is, yeah. This is The Guardian. A survey finds most of the Church of England priests back gay marriage. This is not a surprise to us when we've studied the Church of England over the last 30 years. That's right. But Greg goes into 2 Thessalonians 2, 3. In the last days, there'll be a falling away. In a major shift in the attitudes over the past decade, a survey of priests in England conducted by the Times found that more than half supported a change in the law to allow clergy to conduct the marriage of gay couples with 53.4% in favor compared to 36.5% against. The last time Anglican priests in England were asked, it was in 2014, shortly after the legalization of same-sex civil marriage. 51% said the same-sex marriage was wrong compared with 39% who approved the new poll found that 64.5% of priests in England backed an end to the teaching that homosexual practice is incompatible with Scripture. So again, look at this. When those who are supposed to be setting the biblical standard for morals become corrupt, 
That's when a world is in big trouble, and they have become corrupt. Look, does God love the homosexual? Absolutely. Does he love the trans? Absolutely. There is no one you can name that Jesus doesn't love. But here's what the Lord can't allow in heaven. Sin cannot enter heaven. And that means if you're involved in anything sinful, you have to repent of your sin, ask forgiveness of your sin, believe Jesus died for you on the cross for your sin, and receive him as Lord. And anybody who's hearing my voice right now that does that, know that you're loved, and know that if you will simply confess your sin and repent, turn from it, you'll be forgiven, and Jesus will welcome you into the kingdom of God. And that's the good news. That's finishing with good news. There's hope for all of us, and there's hope for you if you simply turn to the Lord. You are greatly loved. Amen. Indeed. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Folks, don't forget our website, thewaymedia.net. Don't forget our app. It's the Way Media app. You can download that on your Google device or your Apple device. And we are also available on your TV set via your Roku player or your Apple TV device. You can also download our app there and you can watch us in living color, although we don't recommend watching too closely. (laughs) Anyway, don't use 4K. That's right. We'll see you next Friday right here for more Signs of the Times on WIAM.